You're listening to Up, the Union podcast. My name's Dan Hames and I'm speaking with Andrew Wilson. Andrew, the Bible is taken to be the word of God by Christians everywhere. Why is it then that the Bible seems to be so out of date when it comes to issues of gender and sexuality? I think something that's worth bearing in mind is that if you have a, let's say you have a timeless God, let's say for the sake of argument, you have a God who is timeless and his word never changes, and you have a constantly fluctuating human culture, right? And I think as a Christian, I think both of those things are true. I think God's word and God's character are timeless and unchanging, and human culture, as far as I know, has been ever evolving and changing and morphing. If that were, if those things are both true, and as a Christian I believe they are, then you would expect, just as a matter of almost necessity, that every human culture would clash with God's timeless word about some things, but none of them would clash with God's word about everything. Um, because unless one culture was able to get to the point of saying, no, it ends with us, we are the height of human evolution, we've got it all right, everyone else has got it all wrong, and most people aren't arrogant enough to believe that, uh, you would expect some assumptions in every culture to clash with God's timeless word, and some to be reinforced by it. And I think that's exactly what we have. So if you go to the Middle East today, you'll find a lot of people who think that what the Bible says about sex and sexuality and gender is self-evidently true, and a lot of people who think that what it says about forgiving your enemies is self-evidently false. If you come to Britain, you'll find people who think what it says about forgiveness and love and grace and inclusion is true, and you'll think that what it says about sexuality and gender are false. And that's just the reality of there being a timeless word which clashes with different human cultures at different points. So I think that may be the answer to, to the why. Uh, it's just what, because what cultures do is we effectively form our own I was say, well, idols, I suppose, would be the biblical word. We, we have things which for us become more important than God. And so what we do is we set up an idol and we say, well, this is what this is really what the full human life looks like. This is what human flourishing looks like. This is what um, the highest good looks like. This is what the beautiful looks like. We form our own categories for what the best things are and what God is like. And then we try and measure the Christian God against them. Now, depending on the culture, what goes in the highest place, uh, what is the idol, will vary. So in some cultures, the highest good will be victory on the battlefield. In others, it will be uh, power over your enemies. And in others, it'll be amassing great wealth. In others, it'll be land. In others, it'll be sex. In others, it'll be influence. And there'll be all sorts of things that that idol will be, or some of those idols will be. In our culture today, my suspicion is that sexual self-expression and the ability to have sex with anybody you want, so long as it doesn't hurt someone, is almost an absolute good. It's just assumed in almost all modern cultural art forms that you can't really be happy if you're not having sex and that unless you're having sex with exactly who you want whenever you want, no matter who they are and no matter what commitments you might have, the, the chances are you can't really be fulfilled as a human. And because of that, we have our highest good and it clashes with the Christian God uh, because the Christian God says, no, you shall have no other gods before me. And actually there are contexts in which sex is wonderful and I created it and I think it's brilliant. And that's marriage between a man and a woman. And there are other contexts where it is not and where it's actually very destructive, um, either to the individual or to society as a whole or to both. Um, but you're bound to have that taking place somewhere with every culture. I suspect it's that issue in our culture. But as I say, if you travel to large parts of the world, they wouldn't worry about what the Bible said about sex. They'd have all sorts of other problems with it. I think that's just the reality of there being a timeless God with a timeless word and a constantly fluctuating human population. Thanks, Andrew. Andrew is with us once more tomorrow, so make sure you tune in for that. And do look out for his book, Unbreakable, which is out now. 